So before we get into the nooks and crannies of this week's episode, I want to talk to you a little bit something that I have been creating in the background and it is now released for you amazing people to purchase. I have created a e-travel journal. So what this is, it is designed by yours truly and it is a digital download that you can buy for only nine Canadian dollars and it is yours to keep forever. Nine Canadian dollars is just over five pounds and it's an amazing price for one and two, the fact that you buy it once and you keep forever and the fact that you can copy it for every different travel, the way the pages are laid out, it's just a perfect evening journal to reflect on the day and it does really create an amazing keepsake. I know my first two, three summer camp seasons, I bought a notebook because I couldn't find a travel journal that met my needs and I journaled every night just because I wanted to remember the fun story or the silly anecdote or how I was feeling that day and just it became something so special, something better than any souvenir I could buy because this was exactly how I was feeling in that moment and 10 years down the line I still look through them every time I go back home and I reread them and I'm like oh that was a funny story, I can't believe I forgot that story or oh my god that time was wild And it's really helped me when creating this podcast to flick back and read through some of those passages to really help and reflect what I was feeling all those years ago. So get yours today. You can get it at um, my store. It's available via Instagram and it's at stan.score slash Brit in the six. So get yours today. You won't regret it. Now, on to today's episode. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Bits and Pieces for the Summer Camp Newbie by me, Bethany Wright. Hello, welcome back to Bits and Pieces for the Summer Camp Newbie with me, Bethany. Thank you for rating, reviewing, subscribing and all of that fun stuff during the summer of 2023. Now, some of you might be listening to this and are at summer camp. Some of you might be listening to this and wishing you were at summer camp. But today I'm talking all about those pesky things that we like to break. It is all about rules. So this episode, I'll be talking about the different camp rules that I have personally experienced. And some of them are well within their rights some of them are a little bit out there, but every camp is different and every camp has their own set of rules that they have to abide to. So this is based off my personal experience. So summer camp rules aren't really there to make things boring. It's actually quite the opposite. They are to ensure that the environment is safe, is open, and fun for everybody involved. That includes campers, staff, and you. By sticking to your camp's rules, you'll make the summer 
amazing. And you'll have fun knowing that you can be comfortable whenever you encounter anybody whilst you're at camp. And that's basically what camp is all about, right? A safe environment. So let's get into it. What are some of the camp rules that, you know, are, when you read it on paper, you're like, oh my God, how am I meant to do that? And it's the one that we all speak about. It's phones, right? So a lot of camps before you arrive say that they are technology free. They're a technology free camp. But what does this mean? It does freak you out when you read that on the paper. You're like, am I going to the wilderness? Sorry about that. My phone is wild today. There we go. So exactly, phones. Mine's right right next to me right now. So how do you go technology free, right? It's basically no phone use in front of campus. The campers aren't allowed electronic devices. Many, 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 many camps have this rule in place because when summer camps were created, technology wasn't around and they have traditions and morals and values that technology isn't really a part of. It's all about the outdoors, nature, face-to-face connection and being part of a community that respects one another and human connection. So having no phones might be life-changing to some of you, but to be honest, once you're in a staff room or a staff lounge or the computer lounge, you can have your phones. There might be some Wi-Fi or it might be a, a computer um, desktop that you can log into on your time off, but you will really appreciate having that lack of technology and being able to connect and laugh and chat without the distraction. Okay. You'll thank me later, honestly, but not having your phone in front of campus is a big, big, big rule. And if you do break this rule, you know, some camps might be very harsh in the way that they react very 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 harsh in the way that they react okay so top one um in my experience from the american camp to the canadian camp i found that the american camp was a lot more strict they were a lot more strict in simple things and just the way that they dealt, they were very black and white, very cut and dry. If you broke a rule, you're off the property. Whereas I find the Canadian camp is very much case by case basis. It's very much like, who are they as a person? Was it a mistake? What was the level of the rule that they broke? Was anybody in danger when they broke this rule? So a lot of more thought is gone into rule breaking and consequences I find at the Canadian camp and I don't know if that's just the Canadian society and culture of Canada versus the society and nature and the culture of America and why they're different or if it's just because 
of the people that are in charge. The fact that, you know, it is a, the American summer camp experience I had was a specialised one. It was in the world of sports. It was, you get a gold, silver and bronze. You get a winner and you get a loser. And that seems to be the way in their rules as well. So let me dive in deep with some of these rules because some of them are a bit out there. So the first one I'm going to say is if you heard an episode I did a few weeks ago, maybe it was past episode, we were talking about what happened when I first arrived on property. And the USA camp did drug testing. You did it the minute you stepped on property, but they also did surprise drug testing, which that's their camp. That's what they do. All good. It's I don't know if that's what they needed. They're having campus safety, all of that. But sometimes I felt as an employee there that they did it straight after a day off to somebody that they didn't like and they wanted an excuse to get rid of them. I could be reading too much into that. However, that's what it looked like from somebody looking in. Which is wild because surely you can do whatever you want on your day off. No? I'll let you be the judge. Whereas the Canadian camp, let's turn it flip side, they are very much like do whatever you want for your 24 hours off, for your days off. Go outside of camp, do whatever you want. But the minute you enter through those camp gates, you must be sober and you're not bringing anything in that is a substance into camp, be it alcohol, be it legal cannabis, be it whatever. You are not bringing that into camp and you are sober when you walk through those gates. If you're having a day off and you're taking an in-camp and you're just having a day in the campgrounds, you must abide by camp rules whilst you're here simple right very 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 simple so another rule that was out there again by the americans um was about music which sounds really really weird but let let's paint a picture it's 2013 i'm in pennsylvania and the rule with music was you're not allowed to play any Michael Jackson. That was the rule. There was no other rules about language in music. There was no other rules about anything else. We just were not allowed to play Michael Jackson. Now, when you dance and you have to put on theme dances every week and one of the themes is Halloween, and you can't use Thriller, that was really, really hard. Uh, But again, a wild, weird rule, it's out there, but we weren't allowed to play the Michael Jackson. If you're laughing right now, yes, it's very laughable. On the flip side, the Canadian rule about music, I worked in theatre, I worked in dance and fitness, I was around music every single day. There's music playing on the tannoy. There's music playing in the dining hall. Their rule is play the clean version. Very simple, very logical. You are working with seven to 16 year olds. Just play the clean version. You know, some kids might think it's funny to yell out the actual words, 
and they think it's hilarious and that's life and what have you. But again, very logical rule, not the wild Michael Jackson rule. Believe me, when I told people back home that that was the rule, they laughed in my face and they they had all, all the reason to them, right? All the reason to them. <laughs> Another rule that I found, Canada versus America. So in Canada, they offer something called staff rec. Uh, and this is at my camp. I don't know if other camps do it as well. So after lights out, there is a group of staff that are on duty. So they are looking after the campus once the lights are out and they're settled down and in their in their cabins, in their beds. They don't have to be asleep, but they have to be quiet, right? And there is, what, like 20 staff members that are on duty for the whole camp. And they're watching, they're by the fire, but they're watching cabins and making sure there's no accidents and making sure that camp is calm. All the rest of the staff are invited to something called staff rec. And it's basically a program that a group of staff put on so that staff can let off a bit of steam, be all together, be around people their own age, have fun, make jokes, and they get to win prizes. And there's a really fun snack. So that is like the nighttime festivities. And then after that finishes, you have time to socialize. You have time to play games. You have time to go in the staff lounge. You have time to relax socialize and get ready for the day you can go straight to bed if you want but you have to be in your cabins by curfew curfew is 1 15 pretty late for a summer camp pretty pretty late but that's the rule on the flip side the american camp i went to you had people living in camper cabins like myself or you had people living in staff quarters now staff quarters was like a ski chalet, like a hostel, four people to a room, small room, but you weren't living with kids. So there's Wi-Fi in there. It's very much like halls of residence vibe. Their lights out rule, if they were living in the staff quarters, was once the kids go to bed, you're free. If you want to go down to the bar down at the bottom of the street, you can. If you want to go to the staff lounge, you can. If you want to stay up and chill, you can. If you want to go to bed, you can. If you want to play cards, you can. The night is yours. Whereas if you are living in a camper cabin, once it's lights out, it's lights out for you as well. You must stay in your cabin with your kids. And with hindsight, now that I've gone to the other camp and seen what the Canadian camp does for their staff I'm like wow maybe that's why I was so miserable maybe that's why I hit a wall at week seven at the American camp because I wasn't socializing because I felt disconnected from the other staff because some of my friends that I made and I was really good friends with and people I went traveling with afterwards lived in staff quarters like what I feel like I missed out on such a huge social component by not being able to socialize with them after lights out. And that was one of their rules. You live in a camper cabin, you look after the kids, even at night, can't leave your cabin. So, and that's just the reality of their camp, right? Another camp rule 
that I encountered was all about dress. Now, lots of people have questions about this. They go into my DMs about this and it's like, okay, I've been hired as a counselor. What should I wear? Do I need to bring anything X, Y, Z? I personally found that the American camp was more strict about appropriateness and about the way that you dress. For instance, swimwear. So in the American camp, your swimwear had to cover your midriff. So that would either be a tankini or a one piece, but it had to be appropriate. Whereas the Canadian camp was a, a lot more like progressive in the fact that it's wear whatever you feel comfortable with. If that's a triangle bikini, all the power to you. If that's a one piece, go for it. If that's a rash guard, have fun. It's whatever you feel comfortable with. I also found that the American camp were a lot more conservative about what you wore. So for instance, there's a camp photographer that's walking around and all great, but if you're wearing a t-shirt with a beer slogan or you're wearing a jersey and it has a betting sponsorship or a alcohol sponsorship on the front, you weren't allowed to wear it. And that's because camp photographers are roaming around, they're snapping pictures, and they don't want to promote that on their social media and in their footage and in their pictures. Which I get. I totally, 100%, I get. But on the flip side, it's a brand, right? It's a brand. It's... You have pictures of people holding guns and that's okay to put on, to have on their t-shirt. So what is wrong with Chang Bia, right? It just, in my mind, it didn't line up, but I understand it's their rule. You've signed to do a job, you'll do it. But that's just, again, one of the weird things. Also with the American camp, we had two t-shirts. The American camp was weekly, So we did check in on Sunday, check out on Saturday, and they gave us two shirts and that was for our uniform. They wanted us all to wear uniforms because we're, again, the camp photographers going around. They want to make sure you know who's staff. There's going to be parents walking in, taking their kids away. They want to know who's the adult in the room. So we had a uniform and that's good. And we had to wear these t-shirts for cabin photos and things like that. It was just the rule, the way it was. With the Canadian camp, there wasn't really a uniform. You got a staff t-shirt for visitor's day, which was one day in the middle of the summer that we opened the camp up for parents to come and visit their kids. And we have that, and that's that one day. But other than that, it's wear whatever you feel comfortable with. Do you feel comfortable in shorts? Do you feel comfortable in leggings? Do you feel comfortable in denim shorts? Just whatever you feel comfortable with, you're good. The only rule with clothing at the Canadian camp was when you enter the dining hall, you must wear a shirt and you must wear shoes. That is the rules. So again, the USA were a lot more strict about appropriateness, about dress, to be honest about a lot of things. And I don't, and I honestly believe it is because of the culture, because of the social norms of America. 
living in North America, I've realized that people are out to get a book and people are so quick to judge you if you make a mistake. So I I understand why the rules are black and white. I understand why things are cut and dry. And again, this isn't this isn't a blanket statement about all of America. This is just things that I've encountered myself. So it's definitely an eye opener, but it's interesting how I can have two totally different summer camp experiences and they encounter so many different rules and so many different values and different ways that they look, but they're still looking after kids. Both of them come from the same mindset of we want to make a good environment for kids. And it's just, you can do that in different ways. And some ways you'll vibe with, and some ways you'll just be like, oh, this is a rule of camp. And basically just follow the rules and you'll be okay. Right? Because the rules are there for a reason. It's there to make the environment comfortable. And let's face it, the usual rule of thumb at a summer camp is if you wouldn't say it, do it, wear it in front of your mum or your grandma, then probably don't do it at camp, right? At the end of the day, you're taking on new responsibilities and you're not just responsible for yourself. You're responsible for your campers and those around you to ensure that all of you have the best summer possible, which means sticking to a few certain rules that your camp lays out for you. So I really, really hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, As you can tell, we're in July now. So yes, I am currently at camp. And yes, this was pre-recorded, but I hope you are all truly grateful. I do have access to my phone when at camp, but it is periodically, sorry, put my teeth back in. So please, if I don't reply to you in a day or two, please don't take it personally. I am very, very busy at camp, but I will get to all of you when I can. So please be a part of this community. I love answering your questions. I love hearing about your summer camp experience and we will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bits and Pieces for the Summer Camp Newbie by me, Bethany. You can find me on social media. I am Brit in the six on all my socials. Also, you'll be able to find me on my website where my blog is www.brittinthesix.com. Thank you very much and see you next time.